that was very helpful. And in fact, I feel like I'm definitely in a better place now after having this conversation with you because you're right. That's what I think makes your work different and better than others. I definitely don't think I'd be engaged to him or in the relationship I'm in if I hadn't listened to you at all. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. My guest today is 39-year-old Coco, who is in low contact with 36-year-old Stephen. Coco says that when they started dating, Stephen had a good job, was communicative, and was ready for a relationship. But a month in, he was laid off, and a month later, his mom was diagnosed with cancer, and his grandfather went on hospice. Despite being in therapy and the fact that the adverse life circumstances were not permanent, they proved too much for Stephen, and he broke things off. Coco wants to know if she should continue to nurture a relationship with a man who ended things for reasons not having anything to do with her and are not permanent. Welcome, Coco. Hello. So you say you're in, your words, low contact with 37-year-old Stephen. What does that mean? We're still in contact. We still talk. We text. We still see each other. It's just much lower than it used to be. We don't have a relationship, so I'm trying to give him his space to handle what he needs to handle as far as his life circumstances right now. Okay, so I'm hearing a problem right off the bat. And if you've listened to me, you probably know that. Yes, I listen to you a lot. I'm interested in your take on the situation. Okay, so I want you to tell me more about it, of course. And when I say there's a problem right off the bat, what do you think I mean? I'm still in contact with him. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I think, so I've read your book. I've read the rules. I understand that. You're absolutely correct. I think what I keep going back to with this situation is all these bad things that happen to him and the fact he's in therapy and there's so much here that's different and I honestly, I don't know what to do from here. Well, I'm really glad that we're doing this today then because I want to help you get clear. It's a very understandable stance on it from your perspective. I get that. We want to be kind and accommodating and understanding and show a man that we are supportive of what is going on in his life, especially with these kinds of, you know, very negative circumstances, like his mother and uh, grandfather. Did his grandfather pass or still in hospice? He passed. It, it was a bad situation. He was close to him? Yeah, very close. Mm -hmm. So it's completely understandable, as I said. There's a problem with it, however. It's kind of oxymoronic that there's a problem with it. 
There shouldn't be, in other words. But when a man shows that he cannot juggle things, he will tend to do what it sounds like is happening, but you're going to give us more particulars, what sounds like is happening, that he is keeping you as a supportive person in his life, and you're likely wonderful to go to, to discuss what's going on, and he likely doesn't have that kind of confidant outside perhaps his therapist, but it will do you nothing in the long run because it doesn't inspire a man's interest for more. And what it does psychologically is show the man when you are not his fiance or wife, because as you know, if you've heard my work, that that's different because he's made a decision that you are the one. So it's a bit different in these kinds of dire circumstances, laid off, sickness in the family, death, etc., when it's in the confines of a going the distance forever relationship like engagement, marriage. So tell me when you say he broke things off, a little bit about how that came about and what was said. So the circumstances of our breakup, we were about three months into our relationship, about one month into the health problems in his family. And we had made last minute plans to hang out together. I hadn't seen him in a week. And he was out with his cousins. They'd been at his grandpa's house all day. And he had gotten drunk with his cousins and canceled the last minute plans we had made. And I got very upset about it. And the next day we talked about it. And he's like, I'm sorry, I can't have a relationship right now. He was very apologetic. He was very, it's not you, it's me. There's just too much going on in my life. He's always said, it's not you, it's me. I love you. I'm sorry. I just can't juggle all this right now. So he set a break and I took it as a breakup. And subsequently, we've had, you know, a couple conversations about the breakup. And he's always reiterated the same things to me. I'm sorry. It's not you. It's me. I love you. I just can't right now. And then those conversations included the lack of job. And he he said it himself. It was the same thing you had said in your puppy principle. I don't have a job. That is important to me. That's exactly what he said. You know, he does not have a job to be able to take care of the puppy. And that seems to be the sticking point at this point that I can see with the continued separation. Okay. How long were you together before this happened? Three months. And it was a great relationship. How did it start? Uh, We met online. We had four dates and then we became exclusive. And everything was going great. I mean, he's in therapy. I've had a lot of therapy. He was very communicative and like he had read the book Attached and I read the book Attached and we both knew of our attachment, our attachment issues. He's, you know, leans avoidant. I lean anxious and we were, you know, able to verbalize those things to each other. And truth be told, every time I came to him and asked for more communication from him. He did it. You know, it was incremental and I don't want to say slow, but it was 
incremental progress over time. He did the things that I asked of him. He didn't verbalize so much his need for space, and I figured that out over time, and I wish he had said more about that at the time we were beginning our relationship. But And every time we had a disagreement, he was so good at like listening, not getting defensive. He would reiterate what I was trying to tell him, and he would apologize and make slow incremental progress over time to fix it. I mean, it was really nice. Okay. I'm hearing the classic issue that many people, I would say, under the age of 40 are dealing with now, and that is mostly cultural. Awareness is there of attachment styles and need for communication and all manner of modern popular ways of relating now that generally speaking can be good but it doesn't serve us as women very well. So it's very important that we understand that this does nothing but take a man's innate interest down and he is not inspired to have you as a love interest, although he cares a lot for you and you've become a big support, confidant. He likes you a lot. Anytime we hear from a man, it's not you, it's me, that is true on the one hand and not at all true on the other. Here's both sides of it. What it means is I am not inspired in a way that you are fantastic in every way, but I do not feel what I need to feel in order to overcome other things in my life to be with you. Now, we can look at this for you under the lens of the things that happened in his life are difficult to overcome. And unfortunately, timing wasn't in your favor because you hadn't been together very long. However, we can look at it on the flip side as well. Having been together only three months, the fact that he wasn't head over heels enough to continue says a lot. Now, that's probably not going to be comforting to you and certainly not music to your ears, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's the good news. You can get it back. The bad news or the not so good news is that you can't get it back this way and you will continue to erode his interest for more. The it's not you, it's me. Part of it tells you everything. You are fantastic. I don't want to lose the things I like about you in my life. I should feel more and want more, but I don't. You're going to intellectualize yourself around it by he's avoidant, you're both in therapy, dealing with this stuff, when we just look at it under the lens of male and female we help ourselves as women. It's very black and white, as you know I talk about all the time. It's on or off, stop or go, yes or no, committed or not, all in or not, male and female. That makes sense. I absolutely, I think you're right. I was intellectualizing a lot of this. Yeah, it's disappointing for sure. But you need to have one, and I'm not going to call it a conversation. It really should not be at this juncture. But if you want to get back to where he was initially and more, 
you've got to do it this way. It's very straightforward. It's simple. We just need to talk about the details of it if you decide that you're going to do it. And here's what I can tell you before we get to that. Okay, I'm listening. You can always have this relationship with him. But if you want more, you have to do it this way in my book. And I've helped countless women do it and get it. I can never give you a guarantee. I know percentage-wise that it's a 95% guarantee that he'll come back if you do it this way. But what I can absolutely 100% guarantee you is that if you don't, this will continue to erode. You will get more frustrated. No good will come of it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I know what I've been doing hasn't been working. That's why I contacted you. How long have you been doing this? Mm, two months. And you say, we have this relationship. What exactly is it like? We still see each other pretty regularly. It's not like how it used to be. Probably we see each other once every few weeks. We text a couple times a week. I sometimes will spend the night at his house. We do not have sex. We had a pretty bad storm here a couple weeks ago and he had me come over with my dog and so we could shelter in place. We will go and play mini golf and watch. We're both big baseball fans. We watch baseball together. We talk about sports a lot. You know, it's a friendship. You got it. Yep. You got a friendship. You just solidified what I was telling you. You can always have this until he finds another woman who inspires him. What do you think you are showing him by accepting this relationship as it is? That what he's doing is fine and he can continue doing what he's doing. I'm not putting any pressure on him to get better. It's not better and I don't want you to think of it as better. You just described to me you have everything in this relationship but sex if he can play mini golf, he can be in a relationship. Yes, that is a good way of looking at it. Yeah, it's, you say you're spending the night? Do you sleep in the same bed? Yes, clothes. Not, we're not having sex. So you have showed him that you are willing to not be looked at as the full being you are and as just a platonic friend. Mm. Yes. Unfortunately. And you did not want to hurt him or show him when you were down or what have you. If it worked like that, there would be nary a woman who didn't have a relationship. Because that's who we are. Yes. So like I said, I'm going to tell you how you turn this around and what you're going to need to do. I also want to ask before that, what have your other relationships been like? You're 39. Have you been married? Do you have children? I am divorced. I have no children. I got married in my 20s. He was an alcoholic, unfortunately, and we divorced. But the catalyst to that was it got me into a couple 12-step programs and into therapy. And I was able to work out a lot of my family system dysfunction. And I subsequently have had one three-year relationship that ended um, a couple years ago. And I moved after that relationship. And so I'm in a new city and I have been dating a little bit for the last year. And 
this was my first relationship with someone that I saw potential in. In your past relationships, has there been accommodation to this degree? Yes, I would say that I am a very, to a fault, empathetic, (laughs) understanding person. I do understand that that gets in my way to a degree in my relationships. It does, unfortunately. It technically shouldn't, in a way. Wouldn't it be nice if it were about our deepest qualities? And don't get me wrong, he loves that about you. He values all of this in you. This is what's so oxymoronic about it. The male animal, it doesn't inspire him for a romantic relationship. It's why one of the best sellers in the space of women for men, self-help in relationship books, I think it's probably been for at least 30 years, Why Men Love Bitches. And it's a catchy title because she even talks about it, and it's true. It's not that a man wants a bitch. No, he wants the feeling of being inspired and what is under that. What is under that is she's not going to accept anything less than my being on my toes. She is somewhat of a challenge. I know her boundaries. I can't get away with crap to a degree. And she expects me to put her in the realm of, if you don't want all of me, then you get none of me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't matter that he's avoiding, because I'm not hearing that at all. He's just decided he's not in a relationship and you're not the one. And it's wonderful to see you every couple of weeks and text here and there to keep things. You're comforting to him. It's wonderful that you're there and he didn't have to deal with a real breakup, like no contact. And you thought, of course, you were doing right because, okay, I understand this awful situation. So I'm going to show him my goodness, my understanding, my empathy, my sympathy, all of it. And that will keep him connected to me. And we can go from there. If only it worked like that. And it doesn't. And that's what's painful. But like I said, you can turn this around in understanding that you must not have any urgency about it and be steadfast in the approach. And I am going to outline exactly what you do in that approach in a moment. I trust you're enjoying Make Him Wonder and that you're getting a lot of helpful information for the life of love you desire and deserve. So if you're not part of the 80-20 Wonder Club yet, you need to be because now Make Him Wonder is exclusive a members-only club to listen to every episode, past, present, and future, in full, all ad-free. The 80-20 Wonder Club is a Make Him Wonder membership that gives you all of Seasons 1, 2, and 3 in a categorized list by age and relationship status, and a multimedia library of my content, including my book, Relationship Evals, and my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual a weekly action step you can focus on to attract and keep the man of your dreams and have him committing to you completely in the coming months. 
Make this the moment you start living as an 80-20 Wonder Woman, because love, like life, is best lived in 80-20. When you do 80% of what works with men, the 20% you don't won't much matter. Join the 80-20 Wonder Club by going to the 8020wonder.club. Don't miss out. Go now to the 8020wonder.club. You and your man will be glad you did. So we're back with 39-year-old Coco, who is back and forth with 36-year-old Stephen, following some real hardship in his life, being laid off, mom diagnosed with cancer, grandfather passing away, all manner of very difficult things. And like I said, Coco, very understandable why you would be so understanding and show him that and show him all the good sides of you. I do want to ask you, when you say he broke things off, what did you actually say at that time? Did you accept it? Oh, yes, 100%. So how did it get to the accepting it 100% to not saying, okay, I wish you the best in all of this? Um, a couple days after we broke up, uh, I found out that his uh, grandpa had died. And I reached out to him, and I sent him a text, and I just said, I'm so sorry, I heard about your grandpa. And his response was, thank you. And, you know, we texted back and forth, and uh, he started apologizing. I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm a mess right now. And um, little by little, it was him reaching out, me reaching out you know, and just keeping in contact. Although we did have long periods, you know, a week or two here and there where we didn't talk, that we were no contact. But it always ended with one of us reaching out to the other one. So you told me initially you're a rules girl. Rule Z. <laughs> I read the book after we broke up. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, and, then, and then I was going through my journal. Um, I journal every day and I really keep track of what's going on in my life. And, um, you know, going back and like re-looking at how we came together and our relationship, you know, I, I intuitively followed the rules that's probably 75% uh, intuitively with him. So, I mean, 75, 80%. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in there. Okay. But I think you understand likely why I said that when I'm hearing you're reaching out. Yes, you're correct. Yes, it is me. <laughs> also, it's not just him. And you said that you understand the two of you to be him avoidant and you more towards anxious attachment. Is that right? Yes, if you're looking at attachment styles, I lean anxious. He leans avoidant. Then uh, you know it's a spectrum, right? So it's not mm -hmm. all or nothing with either of us, right? But I'm hearing it completely, just objectively. Yes, that seems to be true. So you are going to have to be very mindful of that and completely work against behaving as such and work on your self-concept. At the heart of it, I'm hearing a lot of subconscious stuff saying not worthy, not chosen, 
have to be giving, accommodating, show caring, all of that in order to get the love I know intellectually I'm deserving of. Yes, absolutely. And I am fully aware that that was my role when I was growing up was to be accommodating to my parents in order to earn their love. I am so on this. (laughs) And I know that I carry that with me. I'm conscious of it. And I try not to be that way. I am aware that I can be that way. If I've been thinking about this a lot, if there there weren't, it's it's twofold, right, on the situation on my end, that what's going on in his life, I have so much empathy for, and how he was in our relationship, so open and receptive and aware of what a healthy relationship looks like. If it were any other guy, I'd run for the hills. But I think these two circumstances really kind of make me just take a second look at the situation and see if there's something I can do to improve what is going on in the dynamic right now. And I'm going to give you that. I am here for it. You outlined very well that your intellect knows what's going on, but your subconscious is tantamount to the devil in you, keeps letting you off the hook and saying, nope, you show your worth and value, you do what's good for you, and you stick in your lane, and you will be left, you will be abandoned, you will be hurt, you will be not chosen, you're not, who are you to ask for getting what you need and want in this relationship? No, look at all that's going on in his life. He needs to get it, and you should be happy with whatever he decides to give you during it. That's what you lived out because you were programmed when when you cannot remember from zero to seven. And then your childhood, quote unquote, is mostly what we remember after seven. You've already been programmed with it and you live it out. Yes, that is absolutely correct. I've spent a lot of time in therapy and I, you are absolutely correct. So you say you're in therapy What is that doing for you now in terms of what this situation is? What is being discussed about it and what you should be doing, not doing, etc.? So uh, just a little addendum to that. Uh, I I have been in therapy. I'm actually in a 12-step program called ACA, so I'm I'm not in uh, individual therapy. No problem. ACA is that? Adult Children of Alcoholics and Dysfunctional Ah. Families. Got it. I like hearing that very much. If you hear me, you know I have a totally different way of working with someone than what is known as therapy because a coaching stance is always from the perspective of what we focus on, we get more of. But in terms of this kind of supportive group model for what you're going through, in terms of that, I'm all for And I won't go into that now. You're doing that. That's fantastic. In terms of this, it's very specific. And again, I'm going to outline now. And by outlining, I think you're going to see, and then you're going to have some questions about it. So 
you've been going along with this and he believes that you're fine with this. Well, yeah, maybe there's some underlying for him. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, maybe we'll get back together. Likely not, you know, because he's not inspired. He is showing that he's respectful of you, which is fantastic. But sexually, he's no longer interested in the same way. And you're likely thinking, well, of course he's not. Look at what is happening in his life. And part of that is true. However, when you're going and playing mini golf or having fun talking about sports or texting back and forth, it's a relationship. And there was no need to break it off in terms of that part of it. He's showing you that because he can do that. He can even be there during like the tough time with the storm and you going and staying over. That part of your relationship is the part that's non-sexual and that's all really good. He does not want the other part and that's an issue. And he may, of course, if you're there, maybe even have tried. Is that the case? Tried... To have sex. Oh, um, we had sex a couple times in the beginning of our breakup, but, you know, there's still a sexual aspect to our relationship as far as, you know, him complimenting me and we, you know, kind of grab at each other a little bit, but he's a very respectful person. Okay, what's happening is you're just living out your programming that you're not enough. He is a reflection for you of that. And the continued being around it will reinforce it for you even more. Now, this is a program playing in your subconscious. Intellectually, you're justifying the programming. Yes, I can see that. Mm -hmm. So we need to start to thwart the programming, catch it, switch it out to what you want, start to reprogram that, and doing this along with you doing what is appropriate to have him coming back and wanting you again and inspiring him is beautiful in its synergy. Because you see, even if you break things off and you don't work on this, even if he does come back without you switching this out, the same thing will play out. It's got to be changed, whether it's for him or some other guy. And you can behave your way to it while you're working on the programming. And that's a beautiful part of it. So let's look at it first from what you actually do and say with him to get this started on that end. And this is going to tweak so much of you. You're going to have to look at it under the lens of I'm taking control of this and I am becoming all that I need to be to inspire him to want me back and be connected and committed. So when was the last time you were in contact, text or seeing him or what have you? Um, we were texting back and forth a couple days ago. About what? Football and baseball. Mm. Friends, friends, friends. That's what you do with your guy friend, okay? Yes. So, it needs to be once 
and you have to be ready for this. You have to gear yourself up for it. It has to be a design, so to speak, because you cannot veer from it once you do it. He already knows that he's got your interest and he believes to some degree, or I should say denies that he's doing anything inappropriate for you because you're accepting it. You're a big girl and you're accepting this. So he feels okay, correct? Yes. And we want to take 100% responsibility for this because he's not trying to do anything. He's not attempting to pull the wool over your eyes. He's not trying to be inappropriate. He's not attempting to hurt you at all. He feels bad about initially breaking things off. But then having this being assuaged for him that you're showing him, no, it's okay. That takes out all the guilt, all the anxiety, all is good on his end. Okay? Yes. So first and foremost, you have to get to the point of wondering what I'm going to tell Coco she needs to say to Stephen that will help him feel differently and begin to want her back in a full relationship. In the rest of this episode, I outline for Coco my lure him in approach that works to inspire a man back better. We discuss exactly what Coco has to say and then do so she will see Stephen coming back and wanting her back for everything she desires and deserves. And because I want you to get the results you desire in your romantic life, I invite you to check out the 8020 Wonder Club, where you can hear the rest of this interesting coaching conversation with Coco and what you'll need to start doing if you've been accepting less than treatment from your man. The 8020 Wonder Club is an exclusive membership-only club of the Make Him Wonder podcast, where you'll get over 150 full ad-free episodes categorized by age and relationship status, plus all new episodes the moment they're formatted and ready to be aired. Unfiltered coaching conversations like this one, with all my advice and principles to have you succeeding in your romantic life. And there is much more in the club than just the episodes you hear here. The 8020 Wonder Club now includes my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual, a video mindset and mechanics of men series for you to focus on each and every week. It alone is valued at over $500 and is all yours as a member. Join monthly and cancel at any time or save by committing to a six or 12 month membership. And not only will you save by committing to more, you'll receive a full coaching intensive experience where you'll be talking to me in a conversation like you just heard. You choose the date anytime during your 12 month membership and I'll be answering all your questions on getting what you desire and deserve in your romantic life. Check it out at the 8020wonder.club and join us as that is the only way you'll be able to hear the exact wording and approach Coco needs to take to start changing the painful results she's been getting with Stephen. Don't miss out on how to make your man wonder in the right way to have the divine right results in your relationship that you deserve or how to start dating in a way that guides a potential Mr. Right to do right by you. Go now to the 8020wonder.club. That's the 8020wonder.club. You and your love will be glad you did.